You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Dr. Danny Wood, and uh, I, I don't know that I've ever interviewed anyone who had quite this background, Brother Danny. He's uh, our chapel speaker at Southwestern Seminary today, and he comes to us as the pastor of Shades Mountain Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, here's what's different. Uh, Danny went to Birmingham to work uh, for, uh, well, South Central Bell then. It's now AT&T. He met his wife, Janice, and the two of them joined uh, Shades Mountain uh, Church where Danny taught in the singles ministry, and he was ordained as a deacon. So he didn't go to Shades Mountain originally as the pastor. He was a layman and a deacon. Uh, While there, he accepted the call to the ministry in 1984, uh, came to Southwestern Seminary. Uh, He went on to become the pastor of First Baptist Church in Ruston, uh, Louisiana. Uh, In 1997, uh, Shades Mountain uh, called him back there to be their pastor, and uh, he's also completed a D-Men from Beeson Divinity School. Uh, He's had a great ministry there. They've planted 15 churches internationally and 31 churches in North America. They've sent out over 200 people to serve in missions full-time around the world. So, Brother Danny, uh, welcome to Preaching Source. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, you're preaching in chapel today. Can you give us a short overview of your sermon for our listeners who, who aren't here to hear you preach? Well, the title of it is uh, Recalculating Life Direction, and um, uh, the idea came from, uh, there was a commercial uh, a few years ago, it was a Jeep commercial, and it was about recalculating, and it, it, it got me so interested because it showed that there were decisions that you'd make in life that would cause you to recalculate the direction that you thought you were going, and once I saw that, I said, well, that's a lot like the Christian life to where we begin to head in one direction and then obstacles come in our way that we have nothing uh, to do with that cause us to have to recalculate. And sometimes we make our own decisions and we cause a recalculate. So I was drawn to the Apostle Paul and when he started his second missionary journey. And the second missionary journey started off full of roadblocks and recalculation because it seemed like every time he wanted to go a direction, God stopped him. You want to go another direction, God stopped him. Then he finally got to uh, uh, Troas and got the Macedonian vision, and that was a new recalculation, and then he said, let's go. So um, I chose this because uh, students at seminary, uh, a lot of times they'll set their GPS for ministry, and, and they think it's going to be a straight shot. And what happens is both in seminary and once they get out into the ministry, there will be a lot of changes along the road that will happen, and God will do a lot of recalculating. And for their success of life and ministry, it will determine how will they respond to those recalculations. And I think you've got two choices. One is frustration, which we all do because of the unplanned things. But then I'm hoping that they will take the second option, that's anticipation. And Paul had such an amazing anticipation of continuing to move forward and not just to kind of sit and stew in his bitterness, but to stand up and surge forward and do what it is that God called him to do. Wow. Uh, That's going to be not only a good word for our seminary students and actually professors, all of us here in in the Southwestern family. Boy, that's a good word for the pastors out there who are listening to us on on Preaching Source. I appreciate it. Wow. 
uh, give us a, an overview of what your weekly sermon preparation process is like. We, we love to hear from preachers who are actually getting it done. What, how do you go about crafting a sermon each week? I think that what I enjoy so much about hearing how uh, preachers craft a sermon, it seems like everybody does it differently. And uh, mine, my own way is, is once I've selected a text, and I usually love to do series, so whether it's going through a book of a Bible or a topical series, I will take the passage and I will read the passage over and over and over. And as I read it, I just begin to make notes and insights uh, out of that passage. Uh, I will um, identify certain words that I would like to go deeper into. So then I'll do a word study uh, on some of the specific words that seem to jump out at me. So after I've read it a number of times, written my own notes, done the word study, then I'll go to commentaries and probably look about four or five or more commentaries on that same passage. And uh, I kind of kid with people. I said, just to see if my insights are way off base or not. So I want to come and see what everyone else has to say. I put that together, and, um, and Barry, usually what I'll do is I will take that and just type type it all up. It's like my own research document. And after I've typed that up, I look for that central theme out of that passage. And um, oftentimes, once you have your central theme, uh, some of the points begin to jump out from all the research uh, that you do. But just the way I work is after I've typed that out, I look at it, I let it absorb a little bit, and then I walk away from it. And um, I'm a long-distance runner. I've run a number of marathons, and so that means you're in training. And so what I'll do is I'll go out on a long run, and over those long runs, and maybe 10, 12 miles, whatever, I just think through everything that I've studied. And, and kind of getting the fresh air and getting your eyes off the paper allows you to begin to see things clearly and maybe even sometimes see things a little bit differently. And then I come home, try to put my notes down together, and then it just hopefully all comes together mm. on that. Uh, you know, one of the things we caution our guys against here is don't go to the commentaries too soon. Uh, as David Allen, our dean in the School of Preaching, says, you'd be surprised what you can learn from the Bible by just reading the text. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> read right. Read it over and over and over and over, and uh, and uh, read it in, in the original languages, read yes. it in translations, various translations, but read it over and over. So I'm, uh, your, your experience is one that we affirm strongly here. Read the text. Yes, for yeah. sure. Wow. Uh, what challenged you in, in this text you're preaching today of um, Paul's second missionary journey? What challenged you personally in that text, or what maybe ministered to you personally in that text? Well, I, I think that when I, uh, when I read that text, I, um, I saw the roadblocks and the obstacles that he had, and, uh, but yet what I was so intrigued with was how he always moved forward. Uh, there, was a, there could have been a temptation to just turn back and say, well, let's just go back comfortable, and let's go see those churches again that we were going to strengthen and, uh, and really forget his main call, which was to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And I, I just I, I love that part of him constantly moving forward, even in the midst of the roadblocks and the obstacles. And he just kept going on the path that he felt that God had laid out for him and was willing to make the changes necessary in order to accomplish the greater call that God had for him. And so that just spoke to me. 
Do you have any uh, favorite resources that that you go to in in uh, understanding the text and in, in the uh, well, every sermon is to explain the text, illustrate the text, apply the text. In explaining the text, in, in terms of your exegesis, do you have any favorite tools that you you like to go to in, in understanding a text? Are you talking about specific commentaries? Uh, or? Uh, not uh, commentaries. Uh, uh, word study tools, lexicons, grammars, just the, anything. What what yeah. do you well? What, um, what do you open up to understand the text? Gr- great thing about being in ministry for thirty years is I got a pretty big library, okay. and yeah. uh, so I've just got a number of commentaries, uh, uh, both sets and then individual books on on seer, on particular books of the Bible, and. I just go to them, and it's a wide range uh, of them. Um, I know that I had talked to some of my seminary professors when I would start a book study, and I would say, okay, I'm getting ready to go into this book. Uh, can you give me the name of one of two uh, really good commentaries that, uh, that speak to, to this particular book or maybe have a little bit different take on it? And, and then I will go and utilize those also. But I've got my standard word study, all the things I had here in seminary, and, uh, and go through and just use some of those same tools. Uh, do you, are your resources all in hard copy, or do you use any of the, uh, uh, like, Logos or Accordance it, it, or one of the, the Bible programs? Yeah, it's, it's both. Uh, there's, a, like, a, a PC Bible study a program, and then there's also the, uh, uh, the hard copy. I, I, I know the, the computer part is, is easier, but I know there's something about me. I love to just kind of go back to a book, and I'll open it up and, and read, th- read through it on there. So a kind of a combination on both. Do you ever surprise yourself with notes you made in, in your, your books? Yes. Uh, in previous years? Very, uh, very much so. Uh, <laughs> I'll look over there. Sometimes I'll marvel. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then other times I'll say, what was I thinking? <laughs> so. Well, that's, that is one of the advantages. I, I'm a real advocate of, of the, the Bible research programs, but that's one of the advantages of a hard copy library. Exactly right. So, all right, what about illustration and application? Do you, how, uh, what... How do you, where do you go for illustration? Where do you go for application? Yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of that is uh, just in uh, daily life, trying to keep your eyes and ears open on just what happens in life. Also, uh, just reading and uh, whether it be reading books that are uh, outside of uh, you know, outside of ministry books, and then just also reading periodicals and just keeping up with current events on what's on what's going on, uh, and but. The best illustrations a lot of times are just in life, just to your observation as to what you see and, and what you feel like your people are going through, and find those uh, life experiences and be able to share that. Mm. Wow. Uh, I'm hearing you say to read widely and live observantly. Would that? That's great. That's about as good as you can say it, yes. Well, that's, that's, what, you're, that's what you were telling us today. So. Uh, th- today you're preaching uh, this sermon for uh, a seminary audience. Uh, what, what would you change up uh, if preaching this before your own congregation, non-seminarian? Yeah, well, it is interesting because I preached this message with our people. Okay. Uh, it was a part of a series, uh, Recalculating, and I look back over uh, those notes with that, and uh, the b- main differences on that uh, would be, I probably would talk a little bit more detail about the detours that can come, uh, everything from um, uh, divorce, uh, 
uh, prodigal children, uh, uh, bankruptcy, uh, loss of career, loss of jobs. Some of these things that hit people as they're just walking through life. And then when you get hit on that through life, all of a sudden there's that recalculating and you have to figure out, okay, I've got to go a different path. How am I going to do that? And, um, and it was really great, some of the comments I got. And a number of our people began to use this language, recalculating, and someone would send me an email, and they would just give me their life story. And they said, I just had a recalculating moment and would talk about some of the things I went through. So, uh, but still, the application would be the same. You really have two options. You can sit and stew in, in your bitterness and frustration, or else you can stand and surge forward and say, okay, God, we're going to keep going and uh, take this next direction that you've got for me. Boy, the, I mean, the, the specific crises and challenges that you mentioned in illustrating applying this principle, I, I know every pastor that's listening to us has, has people with those same challenges in, in his congregation. Wow. Uh, This message will be available uh, as part of the chapel videos for uh, Southwestern Seminary, and so if our conversation uh, with Danny Wood has uh, uh, stirred your interest, uh, look for this. Uh, I'm not sure about the timing of our uh, podcast and the timing of the availability of the video, but uh, check it out on our online videos and see if you can pull up his chapel sermon and actually watch as he develops his theme. Our guest today has been uh, Dr. Danny Wood, pastor of Shades Mountain Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Danny, thank you for making time to talk with our folks at Preaching Source. Hey, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> 